Hello, and welcome to season three of the Cleverly Changing podcast. Our podcast is all about learning how to educate your kids. I'm one of the hosts, Elle Cole, and you are tuning into episode 47. The conversation today centers around how one mother with a learning difference, dyslexia, overcame challenges and is now an author, illustrator, and homeschool mom. It's no coincidence that you're tuning into the Cleverly Changing podcast. If you need support to educate your children, then you're tuning into the right episode. During this conversation, I'd love for you to get to know me just a little bit better. I'm an entrepreneur, mom to 20 girls, and this podcast is not only for parents who homeschool their children, but it is for all parents who want to supplement their child's education. Our goal is to provide you with encouragement, insight about African history, and support as a parent and home educator. New episodes are uploaded bi-weekly, so please remember to subscribe and share. If you want to keep this podcast going, please consider supporting it by donating via our Patreon page at a low monthly cost. Visit patreon.com slash cleverlychanging. Today's African proverb is, I am because we are, and that is from the Ubuntu philosophy. It's now time for the word of the episode. Today's word of the episode is brought to you by the Congolese. Moninga. Moninga means friend in Lingala. We all know 2020 has been a difficult year for all of us. We've had to work from home while homeschooling, and it's so tough to balance it all. Unfortunately, another thing we've had to deal with this year is hacking threats increasing to an all-time high. That's why I recommend protecting your home and your family from hackers with Trend Micro's network security device. This device easily plugs into your home's router so it can scan for cyber threats. It prevents intrusions, blocks hacking attempts, and protects your family's privacy from unwanted cyber intruders. It also comes with an easy-to-use app so you can monitor all of the network activity in your home. This app includes parental control features so you can block inappropriate sites, limit your kids' Wi-Fi time, and protect their online activity. Now with my daughters taking online classes more, I wanna make sure that they are viewing safe content while they're online. This device is a necessity in every home. To pick up yours, go to trendmicro.com and use the code CLEVERLY20, that's all caps, C-L-E-V-E-R-L-Y-2-0 to take $20 off your home security device purchase. 
You can also try their free home security network app now, available in the App Store. Thanks, Trend Micro, for sponsoring this episode. Welcome to another Cleverly Changing Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Elle, and we have an exciting show planned for you today. So before we get started, let me introduce myself. I am a mom of twins, and I started homeschooling seven years ago. And today we have a homeschool mom as our guest, and we are going to talk to you, and we're just going to have a conversation today. So I want you to listen, share this conversation out with a friend. If you are watching on YouTube, leave a comment in the comment section. But if you are watching on a different platform, remember to leave us a review and subscribe. We want to connect with you. We want to get to know you. And we want to support you on your homeschooling journey. All right. Without further ado, Miriam, let everybody know who you are. Hello, I'm Miriam mother of four little little plants <laughs> they're they're real and um i'm a farmer and writer and creator and co-host of the cleverly changing podcast <laughs> yes yes so awesome. our special guest today please let everyone know who you are Thank you so much for having me. My name is Frances Jones. And like you said, I too am a homeschool mom of one beautiful 10-year-old daughter. And um, this journey has started, honestly, since we we had her. She had always been a hybrid of homeschool of things I would do at home. And then, of course, in conjunction of public school. But it's been a fun journey transitioning over and helping other parents with everything that I've learned on this journey. So thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Awesome. I love that you have a little girl just like me. (laughs) I have two little girls. And, you know, for parents out there who are raising daughters, they often have our personalities, strong personalities. (laughs) Yes. So so my heart goes out to the mothers of daughters and yes. I know Miriam you have your two oldest are girls yes they are the uh, house manager and the mm-hmm. that's them <laughs> yes yes I love it so what I want to I just want to jump into this conversation right now on this podcast we often talk about being lifelong learners and being able to instill that love of learning in our kids so first and foremost how are you teaching your daughter how to love learning you know we have always um instilled in her the the need to learn that learning doesn't stop at the end of the day, it's never stopped. At the end of the day, even when you're in preschool, we continue to learn. And that's something that we we instilled in her at a very, very early age. Um, and now that we have transitioned, the full transition to um, to homeschool, it's, it's taken on a completely different um, dynamic of what learning is. And it's opened up every door that has somehow been closed for so long, just being in a traditional 
you know, school setting. And, you know, gratefully, we've had great school opportunities, great teachers, but there was always, it always seems so limited. So one thing that we truly enjoy is just everything that she enjoys, we dig a little deeper. Everything that, you know, everything that the world is not just in a desk and a, and a table, you know what I mean? That it's so much more that when you can go outside and like you're a farmer, dig your hand in some dirt, learn about the earth and yes, squeeze it. And really, you know, explore everything that, that is open to us, you know? So we absolutely love it. It, it is the best thing ever, best decision so, ever. So you're saying that it's the best decision, but you had her in school. What really, what, what made you decide to, to bring that, those academic lessons home and start teaching her from home? Can you kind of give us a background story? To absolutely. So what's very unique about our story is that I, I'm actually dyslexic. And when I was younger, <clears throat> my mom, who at the time, she was actually a teacher, she did the exact same things for me. So anytime during my summer vacations, during, you know, after school and everything else, I remember having these huge stacks of books and workbooks that I had to finish. So I always grew up with a mindset of learning is not just when the bell rings. It is an ongoing process. And when my husband and I became parents, I knew that that was something that I needed to instill in her. And even from my mom helping and, and you know, really kind of pushing past those boundaries on what learning looked like for me, that then allowed me to embrace my learning style and my learning differences to be able to say, you know what? I learned this way. It's not a handicap. It's just a difference. Now I can be able to help other children, reach other children in the community, even going beyond, you know, just our daughter, but then being able to help them to understand, listen, it may, it may be something a little bit more there, but that doesn't mean that you stop learning. That means that it's okay to dig a little bit deeper. So that's my story of just growing up and understanding the importance of learning and and it not being a cap. There is no capacity to learning, you know. Learning should be an ongoing process for us all. Absolutely. What you what you just mentioned, I want you to, if you don't mind, can you define what dyslexia is? Because many of us um, have heard about dyslexia, but yeah. we may not actually know how to define it or identify it. And I know for me, the first time I heard about it was on the Cosby show. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. And I think, yeah, that's exactly right. And, you know, I, and I often post that on my page and just kind of give people um, an idea or a sense of it. But, and it's more common than what people know. And that's the funniest thing about it. Um, but all dyslexia is, it's a different way of learning or seeing something. So I, I use this when I'm speaking to children. I said, you know, for someone who is reading, it's, a, it's when you see the word cat and you, we know in our minds that it should be C-A-T. But for someone with that glitch, it does not read C-A-T. It may read T-A-C. It may read A-C-T. So when you're now trying to understand the definition, it throws everything off. So you then 
have to slow things down. I still, as a 40-year-old mom, I still have to, when I'm reading, I may have to read a sentence three times over just to make certain that I'm understanding and I'm then able to retain it. So that's really all it is. Um, but it can affect different, there's so many different um, complexities to dyslexia. So it's not just one kind because it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a way that the brain is actually digesting the content and the information. So it may, be, it may be that for me, but it may be something different for someone else. It may show up differently for someone else, but the importance of identifying it as early as possible is important is because it really starts to tap, you know, tap into a child's confidence when they're in a classroom right now, especially with so many kids in one classroom, not being able to do something that so many other kids around you can do effortlessly, it is taxing on self-confidence. Then it may come out in behavior and it's not that, it just may be, I can't do what someone else that's sitting right next to me can do. So there's so many different layers to it. But ultimately, to back to your, your initial question, that is exactly what it is. It's just a, a, a different way of learning and, and being able to retain the content. I have a question. Sure. How early on were you diagnosed as such? And when, not when, and how did you go about um, getting the diagnosis? Did you go through testing or? Yeah, so that's why I'm, I'm so grateful for my mom. Um, and you know, she is, she's not here. She actually passed when I was 14. But one of the things that she, that I'm so grateful for um, is that she made certain that she had all of the information. She was my angel. She was my advocate. So because she was a school teacher and had already learned about it, she was able to step in and identify it. She was then able to speak to my doctor, my pediatrician and say, what's this? these are the things that I'm noticing. And from there, she stepped in and it was, <laughs> it was, it was a flood of content, of information, of um, just really self-esteem building for me personally, you know, because once again, you have, and I know I've, I just read something, I can't remember who it was, but they said, you know what? And it, it was on the BBC. There was a teacher, four years, college professor that did not know how to read or write. Mm -hmm. So this is something that can happen and you have no clue on who is actually able to do this skill. It's so many different ways to hide it. But that was one, that's, that is the reason why she made certain. And I was diagnosed, I believe, I remember being in, uh, I had to have been about five or six. Oh, very good. Yeah. So when it was, when it was like, you know, that sight word um, recognition, she's like, something's, something's not there. But, you know, as, as, as she worked with me, the coolest part is I still remember the memories of me um, just being excited that I could read a word. It was the, it was like a party within myself. I would see something on the television. And if I had the product, if the commercial came, and I had the product in the house, I would run and go and get it, put it next to the TV and read it just because I could. So <laughs> that was the, the, the confidence building that she did. It, that's what that was all for. So, and I think that if 
for a child that doesn't have that, for a child who doesn't, all they know is they, they can't read. All they know is it's hard. I can't write. I'm not understanding the teacher. It's going too fast. On top of all of those things and not to have an advocate is detrimental. It's, it's, it, can, it can make or break so many children and so much confidence till more advocates are needed to be able to step in and say, it's going to be okay. Let's take it slower. Let's, you know, let's do what we can and build on that. And that's where we, that's why the, the lifelong learning component is so important because you may not get it all. Yes. Yes. I want to just, I want to highlight three things that you just said. The, the first thing is you're calling it a learning difference. I want to take a few seconds to discuss that because so many of us brown parents, black and brown parents don't want our child to be labeled. Right. But not all labels will hold your child back. It's how it's perspective that's mm -hmm. important. And yeah. so when you embrace being dyslexic, you say it's a learning difference. It's that's not it. a it's not a um a stigma that you're placing on yourself. Right. It's not a um it's not a negative thing. You're just saying this is just a difference. And I think that's yeah. that's some language that we as parents we may not have experienced that in our own situations and our right. own um, communities, but it is something that we can take on and apply it now and share it with yes. our children. Because yes. sometimes we do need to change our language and how we phrase these differences Absolutely. in our home. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I think different generation. So not, mm -hmm. maybe not well, depending on the age of your parents, but the uh, older generation for them, it really was um, a negative thing because then you ended up where they weren't expecting anything from you and you didn't have to do anything. Mm -hmm. There was no nurturing component to it. It was just, ah, you're slow, you're dumb, dyslexia. And I don't even, they, was that even the term for it then or did they just have it in the- You know what's funny is that I only know what my mom fed me. She, when I tell you that she was a full-on advocate, she protected me from anything that went against what she knew, if that makes sense. So yeah. even, even if you have, um, and, and this is, you know, when I say this, I, you know, I want to make certain that there's no, you know, um, misunderstanding, but you have to be careful <laughs> with what you allow to come in and taint what you are expecting or believing or what you're looking to manifest when it comes to your child's education. If, you know, I, un I understand there are certain situations, there's certain diagnoses that, that are very valid. Absolutely. Dyslexia is a real thing. However, I don't have to allow it to stop me or to hinder me. Right. I can say, you know what? I'm dyslexic. I can be proud of it. I can still be proud of who I am. And while I'm also doing that, I can also help the next child coming up 
so that they too can be proud of who they are and embrace how they're learning. So that it's a generational uplifting instead of a generational, let's just kind of bury that down because we don't really know exactly what that is just yet. If that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So the other word that I'm highlighting is advocate because you said that your mom advocated for you. And for all of us, no matter if your child has a diagnosis, if your child has, you know, a different learning Mm -hmm. style, if your child, you know, is just not interested in certain things, you Mm -hmm. have to advocate for your child, regardless of what that may look like, how Mm -hmm. that may appear to you. You, Mm -hmm. the, the thing about homeschooling is really getting to know your child and embracing knowing your child. Like yes. it's as simple as that. It's, it's so not simple. about <laughs> what you go and teach them. It's not about what curriculum right. you choose. It's about learning and, and getting to know like your child mm-hmm. in an intimate way mm-hmm. on, you know, how their mind works. It's yes. really like a case study. And so yes. it's something that we as parents have to embrace. So your mom mm-hmm. was an advocate. She provided intervention as she mm-hmm. built you up for confidence. So as yeah. black people, you know, so much happens in society that we struggle with confidence, yeah. especially our young kids who mm-hmm. are in schools. And if they are one of the only few that may look like them, they may face other challenges in school. Right. But confidence is something mm. that we need to be just as um, adamant about instilling in our child as we are about teaching them multiplication yes. or you know sight words or anything because absolutely. it is also a fundamental part of the development system mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely and it's so funny that you say that too it's because um one thing that I do with our with our daughter because of course she's 10 years old and she's tapping on that preteen stage and, you know, emotions and feelings and all of that stuff is bubbling over. And I'm like, Oh Lord, what am I going to do? But one thing (laughs) that I wanted to make certain we're we're there. Right. (laughs) But one of those things that we wanted, I wanted to make certain one thing that I always told growing up was, you know, your feelings are always going to be valid. That does not mean that mommy is going to always understand them. But what I want you to understand is that I want to give you that space, that time to sort through them so that now if there's a conversation that needs to happen, now it gives us room to understand one another. And, you know, even now we, we go through the feelings book and we, we sort out those feelings. That's something that I'm actually, like you said, we're taking time to learn one another. That case study, I love that term, that case study of just being able to learn the person that you created. <laughs> it is such a blessing. It's, it's, it's a blessing within itself to be able to do that. And I'm also grateful because what I've also learned is that not everybody is graced for it. Mm. Not everybody is graced for it. I, I, you know, in, in a perfect world, we would understand the the brilliance of homeschool because <laughs> it really is. I could that's another whole conversation <laughs> for another day, but it is absolutely. It's number one. It's the first form of learning. It's yeah. homeschool. I mean, it is what it is, you know. But not everybody now is equipped to be able to do that, and I think that's what this year has shown. 
this bless him it's shown a lot you know but our children they they deserve the best i think we can all regardless of of what arena they're they're learning from they still deserve they deserve the best and why not why not it come from their parents you know why not expand and like you said go beyond just multiplication and and addition and subtraction and tap into something that is that will carry them for the rest of their life internally externally into whatever their purpose is so I'm like, let me let me stop because I I get all I get warm no, and fuzzy. That was perfect. I get warm and fuzzy. <laughs> I agree wholeheartedly. You know, with everything that's going on, a lot of people are learning that they um, that they too need some a feelings book or something. And I yeah. think that probably you know a a, a big part of why a lot of people feel like they are not able they oh I couldn't do that no no because little Peter always you know whatever Sasha this right and as a lot of times it has nothing to do with them it has a lot to do with ourselves because we've been who we've been how we've been for how many years yes these changes and addressing these things that we haven't addressed before or Mm -hmm. decided overlook is painful or it's annoying or it brings up things that we really just you know discomfort and so a lot of us are um hopefully (laughs) those who aren't um homeschooling but kind of thrown into the homeschool arena with the distance learning are able to recognize some of these you know traits and feelings and things and are actively working on making changes so mm-hmm. that they can have better relationships with their children because that to me is one of the greatest things yes about building that relationship they get to learn you you get to learn them they kind of see you as not just mom or dad but they realize you're a person and that you had a life before them right that you experiences and you know it's not mm-hmm. just i'm your mom i've, I've raised you cleaned up your diapers and all that other kind of thing. There's a lot more to me and right. that is very um, helpful in helping them to develop as a person. Absolutely. Yeah. So you, you are honoring your mom in many ways because I see that not only are you helping families who are interested in homeschooling by providing um consulting. You also have some books that um, you talked about how your mom, she has um, provided you with that confidence and you have some confidence books. Can you tell us a little bit about your book? Yeah. So, um, and it's so funny is that one of the, when it crazy story with how we even, we were believing God for a daughter, you know, or a child for six years into our marriage and I was just done. I was like, I'm not, just give me a dog and I'm good. I'm, I'm done, but I'm tired of seeing no. I, I had really kind of thrown in the towel and my husband said no. So just kind of piggybacking off of his faith and lo and behold, um, we ended up pregnant with her in 2010. 
And one of those things that after I had her, one of the, I was like, okay, God, I don't want to be, I don't want to be, you know, stuck in just to the wife mommy mode. I want it to still, I want a piece of me. Who am I, you know? And um, he told me to dream again. He said, don't, don't forget your dream. And I remembered that back in fourth grade, weirdest thing in the world, but that I wanted to be an author, a children's book author, but I did not have any inspiration. I, I was like, what am I supposed to do? I don't know. <laughs> you know, I'm like, you gave this to me and brought in my remembrance, but I have no idea what to do with it now. And I told my husband and he said, well, just wait, you know, it'll, it'll come together. And, um, our daughter, of course, she's growing. And, and as she's, I'm thinking probably about, about that time, she's about two or three. And at the time she wouldn't walk anywhere. She was just hopping everywhere. She went, she hopped and her nickname became, <laughs> I just started calling her cricket. And I was just like, would you just sit down cricket? What are you doing? You know, hair out to here is just massive, massive hair. So, um, and one night it just came to me. I was like, cricket curls. Oh my gosh. I've got a character. I've got a, I've got my muse. So um, from there, I write it. And I remember grabbing my phone and I wrote the first book on my phone, probably within about 20 minutes. And I just mm -hmm. wrote it down. I let my best friend at the time, I was like, here, read this. And she's like, okay, what are you going to do with that next? Because that, that needs to be something. And I said, well, I don't know. And of course, being a picture book, you know, a children's book, you need pictures. And I'm like, okay, well, um, I don't have the money for that. So what are we going to do, you know, as far as getting an illustrator? And lo and behold, the next thing is I have illustrated the entire book, self-published it, wrote it, everything. And it's now, you know, on Amazon. Three years later, I've got two other books that go along with it. And it's just, it just, it blossomed out of out of nowhere really but um with with the books it's it's such a that was one of those things that you know I wanted our daughter because initially the first book was to be a gift a college gift for her or mm -hmm. a wedding present that was my intention for the books that was that was literally it I was like oh yeah I got her that that'd be nice to get you know to pass off and the next thing I know, I'm in front of kids speaking and reading and I, throughout our community, I'm like, this was more than what I actually bargained for. But it also birthed all of this, you know, being out and, and, and everything else, so helping everything. So it, it has been a whirlwind. The past five years have truly, it has been <laughs> a whirlwind, lots of changes, lots of transitions, but it really has been awesome. It's been awesome. Well, congratulations. Thank you. I, I know that when you see your hard work pay off and you hold it in your hand, I know when I held my book in my hand, I cried yes. because it was like, you know, all that goes into right. yes. Yes. getting to that finished product. And yeah. so I just wanted to say congratulations because often when we um, intend to do something for our children, Mm -hmm. It's even beyond them. Right. It's beyond us. And Cricket Curls is beyond the original vision that you had for it. Yes, absolutely. And so <laughs> I just, I commend you for staying true to yourself and, and sharing that gift with our community. So thank, thank you. you. Thank you.
Thank you. Would you mind giving our listeners just a brief, um, please stop. Would you mind giving our listeners just a brief snippet of who is Cricket Curl? So Cricket is actually um, inspired um, by our daughter um, and her real name is Wisdom. I can share that. Her real name is Wisdom, but who is now 10 years old. I, I still cannot believe that she's 10, but um, she is inspired. She is a character that I created inspired by her, who is caring, who is kind, who looks like another little brown haired girl with a lot of hair, lots of curls um, that um, often gets uh, maybe uh, a little disappears in a crowd just because she kind of closes back. But um, that is who Cricket is. And I, I can show you all, I'm a, that's Cricket there. <laughs> Beautiful, lift, lift your screen up a little bit. A little bit, can. okay, yes. there we go. You so see Cricket? see her, yes. That yes. is Cricket, yes. So um, so yeah, that's, that is Cricket Curls. That's, that's all, and it's all for, for our daughter. That is what we, yes. we wanted to gift her for legacy. So right now, I'm just going to interject for a quick second to tell my audio listeners that you have to go to the show notes page. Go to cleverlychanging.com mm -hmm. to see a copy of her book. So we will put um, a link to where you can purchase the book and also an image so that you can see Cricket Curls for yourself. Love it. Yes, because she's cute. <laughs> all right thank you thank you so much thank you, you so much you hmm. did you said you did the illustrations yourself all of the illustrations yes and she actually helped me um with the second book she helped with so she's my co-illustrator for the second book so her name is on the bottom she's like Bobby, that's my name <laughs> so that's just another another piece of the of the blessing with it. Yes, and that's a that's building legacy. I mean, we're going to have to have another conversation anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> but just to put that out there, we yeah. have to start being intentional about the mm -hmm. legacy that we're leaving our kids. Absolutely. And I see that intentionality in everything wow. that you've shared with us today. So, wow. thank you so much. Thank Let people you. know where they can connect with you. I mentioned that you also, cons um, you're a homeschool consultant. So yes. how can people connect with you? Tell them about your services and what you yeah. offer. So um, I am obviously on social media, Facebook, as well as Instagram at homeschool happiness. And that's happiness with a Y, H-A-P-P-Y, N-E-S-S. -S. Um, you can also visit the website at thefrancisjones.com. Um, my services include pretty much homeschool coaching. I remember the transition of homeschool from, especially from public school to, to homeschool. It can be tedious. Um, it can be a lot to think about from having a curriculum to all of the crossing of the T's and dotting the I's. So um, offering services as much as, you know, as much as possible, consultation services. Um, we're doing a free workshop actually right now called Calling All Parents, just kind of having them to think about um, preparing for next year, setting their children up for educational success, um, using what we've learned in 2020. Um, and we've, we know exactly what things look like. So let's take all of that content and information so that we can be prepared 
hair instead of looking like we all were in March. Like what is going on? <laughs> you know? So, and that's a free, that's a free workshop, but just being there and offering as much support as possible for parents. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. So I just thank you for taking the time to talk to the cleverly changing listeners, because one of the things that we say are my motto is um, that we have to constantly be willing to change when needed. And Here's the thing, we don't always have all the answers, but we can always try to do our best. And if we don't have the tools to do that, we have to ask somebody else for their Mm -hmm. assistance, their guidance. So we don't have to feel like we can do it all. We can get help. It's okay to ask for help. And I think, you know, I admire you for offering those services because so many of us feel like we can't do it on our own. And part of this podcast is we're trying to tell people you can. Yes, you can. Yes. And so um, that is what you also help the community with. So people, people, please support her. Check out Cricket Curls and go to her website, support, follow her on social media. And just thank you, Francis. We definitely would love to have you back on the podcast because we got so much to talk about. <laughs> I'm family now. There's no getting rid of me. So yes. it's like... <laughs> little bits that we didn't quite get to I know I know yeah yeah you're stuck now you're stuck with me it's it's (laughs) welcome welcome (laughs) yes so so thank you thank you and is are there any um last words that you want to share with the audience you know, um, one of the, I just want to share a word that um, has been resonating. You actually tapped into it already, um, which is just being intentional. This year has proven so much for every different facet of life. And I think right now, especially for homeschoolers, um, being intentional with the time, being intentional to make memories, um, if, if your day goes by and, and you don't get to what's on your calendar, guess what? It's okay. <laughs> you know, being intentional and, and being present is so much more needed right now and slowing down. So it's, it's once again, it's okay. It's okay that that, that calendar is still going to be there. Continue to pivot, continue to shift things over, but always be intentional within every day. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. You know, when you were saying that, it's okay. I was thinking the earth is slowing down. Okay, maybe not the earth itself, but (laughs) nature is slowing down in our part of the world. And it's starting, you know, slow down and go to sleep and take a break. And I think that you're spot on. Let's follow suit. Yes, we have to, we have to take those cues there. You know, those are lessons out in the universe for us to embrace. We have to be mindful of that. And our kids, sometimes they need a break. And I think right now, as we, Mm -hmm. you know, close, we have to remember that this is a pandemic. Yes. And while we may want to push our kids, we also have to be cognizant of their social emotional Mm well-being. So if your kid is showing you that they need some time, give them that time, talk to your kids. 
Right. You know, help them understand what's going on. Cause really we, we all are like, this is new for all of us. Absolutely. And it's tough. Just it imagine is. this isn't something that we had to deal with when we were school age. So just right. imagine having to, to shift your whole life. Everything for kids that go to school year round, this is just groundbreaking. Yeah. It, it shattered everything that they knew. And mm-hmm. so for those of us who are working from home, it's like we, we're learning new lessons over and over again. Yeah. And so there are times when we need to cut back. There are times when we mm-hmm. need to take a break and that is okay. So mm-hmm. all three of us ladies are saying, yes. give yourself grace. Yes. Pivot when you need to. Rest <laughs> when you need to and listen to your kids. They are our heartbeats, but we do have to slow down enough to hear and to get the understanding that they're sharing with us because they have feelings too, and we shouldn't overlook them, you know? And so those are, those are the words that we're sharing with you. We, we have to be very mindful of that because not only is it just the physical of what's going on in the world, like we have to physically distance each each other from each other but we also are just dealing with things mentally we're dealing with loss you know Mm -hmm. so if you're listening you know who knew the conversation was going to go here but if you are listening and you need to get your kids some extra services that is okay too right and if you as a parent need to talk to someone that is okay too because all of this is new but identify what it is that needs to take place right. and get the help where it's needed. Right, right. And, you know, I'm sorry. I know it's so, it's so important that you say that too, because what, what, what doesn't need to happen is to skip that part of, of seeking the help and until it grows and festers into something else. Had it just been, you know, tapped into early on or right when it happened. So yeah, that I agree wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly. Yeah, sometimes people see us and we look so happy, you know, excited about our homeschooling, excited about our kids. Right. And, and those things are passionate. Those mm-hmm. are passions of ours, but it has t- it's taken time to get here, yes. you know, and we've embraced it. And so we know that everybody isn't on the same plateau we're not right. all on the same level right. and so we're here to say we're here to meet you where where you are, are. that's so good that's so good I love it I love it so that's it folks that is our conversation and it was a joy it was oh. a joy it was a pleasure talking to you thank and you so much I just I want you to say your website one more time for okay. people so that they can visit Absolutely. So it's www.thefrancesfrancesjonesjones.com. Awesome. Awesome. So everybody have a wonderful day and we wish you the best. Reach out if you need extra support. Did you know that we sell merchandise to keep our podcast going? Order a hoodie, t-shirt, mugs, and more today. Visit cleverlychanging.com and click on the shop tab 
to place your order.